Hi everybody, welcome to the uh, Bunker Mentality Golf Cast. Today we're very excited. We've got some guys on from the USA. Uh, they've got a fantastic blog, both video and audio, and they've got an excellent website. They're complete golf addicts. Mm -hmm. The type of guys that you guys are all keen to hook up with. So today we've got um, Nicola here, we've got Tom and myself, Robert. And on the other side of the Atlantic, we've got Mike and Frank from Golficity. And um, they're going to tell us all about what they do and um, how excited they are to be in the golf business. So hi, guys. Hey. hey, how are you, Robert? Hey, team. How are you guys? We're excited to be here. Great. So the um, we hooked up through uh, Gavin over at um, ShotScope. Um, and that, that was really good good to uh, get that connection. But really, from our perspective, the first question, I think, is um, what is Golficity? Tell us what it's all about. Sure. Um, so first, yeah, we want to thank Gavin as well. Gavin's a terrific guy. Uh, we really enjoyed getting a chance. To, we, we got across to your side of the pond and, and played some rounds with him while we were in Scotland. And he's, uh, he's also he's an excellent golfer. Um, so we appreciate that as well. But just to give a little bit of a backdrop on Golficity, um, Mike and I started Golficity uh, going on almost eight years ago now. Um, we both are amateur golfers. We're not professionals. We're not uh, instructors in any way. We're just guys. Yeah, we've seen you play. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tell everyone. You, you can see us play. <laughs> that we would, we would be, a, we would be a good pairing then. Um, yeah. But uh, what we tell everyone is that um, we just we love learning the game and we love sharing the game. So years ago, um, Mike was just first starting starting to learn the game. He had just picked up the clubs. Uh, and I was just getting back into it. I, I had played, uh, you know, at a high school level, but then really set the game completely down for about ten years as I, you know, went to college and started my career. So I was getting back into it. It felt like a, a fresh start for both of us. Um, so we said, you know, as we do it, you know, maybe what we'll do is start by maybe documenting our journey a little bit. But also, the real goal we had was. We saw you know, with, with things really emerging with the internet, you know, uh, YouTube and social media, we saw an opportunity to kind of share, but we also wanted to create the type of content that we wanted to see. A little bit more laid back, a little bit more relaxed, and just kind of coming from that amateur standpoint. And we've carried that through to this day. You know, we started the website. Uh, a couple months later, we launched the, um, the podcast, which is about seven years old now. And then just about two years ago, we started the to launch the kind of the video content. And it's really just been about, again, just creating the stuff that we want to see and, and just enjoying the ride. Did you guys have a background in media or did you just literally go, we want to share our journey and, and kind of learn it as you went along? Yeah, no background. We just, we, exactly that. We are just learning it as we go. But but what we said, uh, we actually recently just recorded our 300th episode of the podcast and we were fortunate enough to be able to do it at YouTube space. And, and one topic it brought up for us is we said, it's really two of our interests crossing here where we love golf, but we also really enjoy the, the content creation side of it. The, uh, it's an area where we get to be creative in our life. So we just, whenever there's something new we want to accomplish, we just set ourselves to learning it and then um, putting it out there. But it, it never feels like work because it's always something that we really enjoy. Which bit's your favorite? Is it the 
the kind of recording podcasts or, or is the YouTube thing kind of taken over a little bit yeah, now? I mean, I'll jump in there and, and I, I'll let Frank answer it as well. The For me, it's the video portion, the experiences. We've been very fortunate to have these great experiences over the last two years uh, since launching the YouTube channel, traveling to the UK and Scotland and you know, YouTube golf day and, and all meeting all of the other YouTubers over there. So for me, I love that experience. I love that side of the business and creating that video content that everyone seems to be really enjoying. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love the podcast. It's a great opportunity for Frank and I to talk golf weekly without our, without our wives yelling at us. So, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, it's definitely cool as well, but it's big for me with the, uh, with, uh, with video. So I assume now this is your your full-time jobs. Is it is this taking over your lives basically? It's getting close. It's very, very close. Yeah, we're still we still maintain some of our our, our main jobs, so to speak, but um, this is occupying a lot of time. Right now we tell people that we basically have three full-time jobs. We both have our our jobs, we've got this, and then we we both have two uh, little kids each. So we uh, we just stopped sleeping a couple of years ago and that that solved everything. I was going to say one hour sleep. That's, <laughs> That's pretty much thing. exactly right. <laughs> so the so the um, the objective of Golf City then, what, what you set it up basically to record your journey, but it, it's gone way beyond that now. So so what? Are, how do you see the future? I mean, you've been doing it for quite a long time, and three hundred podcasts is phenomenal. Yeah. We, well, one thing we said is that we wanted to become a content platform again. Going back to like our, our north star has always been the putting out the type of content that we want to see. And we realized that the platform has helped give us as people who are not, you know, professionally trained in either golf or media, it's given us a platform where we can share what we do. So we're moving forward and looking ahead and what we've started to, to do in the past year or so is bring on more new voices to the platform. We've always said we want this platform to be much bigger than just Frank and Mike. So we're, we've been working with and bringing some great writers onto the, the blog itself. We've been adding some new podcasts to, to Golficity um, coming this year. We've got a couple that we've just launched in the last couple of weeks. And we'll, I'm sure we'll be expanding on the video piece. But the idea being is we know there are others out there like us who have an interesting point of view, have a creative side, and love the game as much as we do and want to share it. So we said, this is where way we can kind of expand is by helping to give them a platform as well. Because we said a lot of you, if just because you've got something interesting to say about golf doesn't mean you're going to go knock on the door of a, a traditional media outlet and they're going to just let you write for them. But what we do is, like we said, we if, if you pass that litmus test that we can tell that you really love the game as much as we do and you've got something interesting to say, we're looking to work with you. So have you have you how have you got on with the the traditional media then? Um, because you seem to be quite integrated now. Are they coming to you asking you for you to write for them or produce content for them? Because well, certainly over here, um, golf magazines are, are, are reducing in circulation. People don't read mm-hmm. them so much because I guess everything you need is on a phone. Uh, is that similar? Over it is there? very similar. We're seeing a lot of the um, the traditional media, which we have still much respect for. Don't forget, we've we grew up and got into the game reading a lot of those those magazines and um, viewing traditional stuff on television. Um, but what we're finding is that more and more is moving to a more digital space. Like what we're everything we do is digital. 
Um, but it is it is funny from time to time there are loopholes and things that we need to jump through, especially when it goes to if we do something, let's say, with the PGA Tour or, or those. There's where you see there's a little bit more. Uh, it, it's, it takes a lot to steer, you know, to turn a big ship, so to speak. So there's, there's certain things where you see that they have a desire to, to move into a, a newer media space, but there's also, like I said, a lot that goes into getting used to what goes into that. So there's often, there's a lot of legwork background stuff that we do, um, networking and things like that to, to get in and, and create the type of content we want to create in those more traditional spaces. And they're letting you in sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, there's some places you don't uh, want yeah. to get in. I guess it's yeah. true. Or look, we always say if, if we if we get in, but we're so handcuffed that we really can't create what we want to create, then it's just to us, it's 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 just a pass because um, we we'd want to be able to do it the way we do it and, and share our unique voice. So if there's if there's opportunities where we can't do that or it's a little bit too restricted, we just um, move on to other things because you know golf is a big world. There's plenty to cover. Mm, sure. So out of all the things that you've done over the past eight years, what would you say has been your favorite sort of memory or experience wow. or on this journey? Uh, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I'll take it. I think what one of the highlights, um, and there's so many um, playing in a pro am with Francesco Molinari at Bay Hill for me was. One of the greatest experiences, um, you know, just the whole, um, it came, it really came from launching the YouTube channel because I, I believe our first vlog, our, our real vlog was uh, a media day in the city that we brought our, our cameras along with us. And at that event, I ended up winning the Pro-Am spot uh, as, as a prize. And, um, you know, that was kind of the launch, in my opinion, to our, to our video venture with Golficity. Uh, and playing in that event and that whole experience for me, I, I don't know if there's many that are going to top that. Had he won the Open at the No, time. and it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, after I played with him that that week, um, it was at that point, I, I'm not lying about this, he went on that winning streak, that tear, where he won the – <laughs> and then, and then when I caught up with him again in New Jersey, when they came around for the Northern Trust, uh, I was covering with credentials, so I was behind the ropes. I was able to chat with these guys, and I said, "Francesco, do you remember me?" And he said, "Yes, you gave me the juice," and I have that on video. <laughs> so he did acknowledge the fact that I gave him the juice, and it's been a funny joke back and forth every time I see him. And you said, "Can yeah, I have right. some?" Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, speaking of Francesco, if you look kind of through your your kind of podcast history, you've got Gary mm -hmm. Player on there, and you've got some other like top top names. How does that come about? Do you just reach out and hope for the best, or catch them as they're walking down a fairway somewhere and get like ten minutes? I'd say them? combination of that. You know, uh, Gary Player was simple. I reached out to his team. I know he was uh, just about to turn eighty. And he had a bunch of charitable events coming up. And, and I know there was things that he wanted to promote. And I said, hey, on a whim, I'm going to reach out. And sure enough, his whole camp down there were excellent people. They were so nice. They, they arranged it right away. And the interview itself, one of the greatest interviews that we had at Golficity, um, just vibrant, full of life, just great conversation. And then there's the flip side, you know, guys like Austin Cook, you know, there maybe some of their uh, publicists and people want to reach out and, and, and get them on the show and, and it'll kind of fall in our lap, so to speak. So it's kind of the best of both worlds there. And one thing I will say is we are always, we make it a point to always be prepared. 
because there there mm. are times when we'll be at an event and we'll say just bring the mics, bring everything, be ready because you just never know when you're just going to get lucky and catch it at the right time. And that's one way we've done it as well. And plus, as as Mike said, it's just not being afraid to ask. You know, just it, it's a long shot to get somebody like Gary Player, but like why not try? And when we tried it, and it's so funny because that was such a, a big milestone for us we both kind of remember where we were when we got the call that he was coming on and (laughs) we were just uh we were so excited so excited yeah i mean i guess the um maybe not because rory and people like that are are seen on podcasts quite a lot now so i guess they want to be in the in in that spotlight because everything's moving as i say to digital previously they would just do a magazine interview maybe three or four and that would be them for the year but everything's going digital and there's some big audiences now like you guys have got a great audience so that's quite important to them so i guess they want to be involved for sure and i i think we're only scratching the surface of where podcasts are going to go as we're seeing more and more you know cars that are, are connected to the internet in some way or another or um, you know we live busy lives we don't always get a chance to sit down and, and watch a video but often we can put our earbuds in and, and listen to a podcast or something as we're, we're you know commuting or whatever it may be and plus we always say th- these podcasts they're something that live forever um, it's not like something you heard on the radio and it's gone um, we still to this day we create some of our our podcasts with the intention of understanding that it's a piece of content that we can go back to forever. Uh, we had one where um, we had gotten fit for a full bag of clubs and the questions were just rolling in for weeks after that uh, of people who were interested in getting fit for equipment and just had specific types of questions of, of um, what's the best, how they can get the most out of it, what does it cost, all those things. So we have a, um, a Facebook group that we created uh, for the podcast. Uh, it's become a really great back and forth conversation because we've always said we want it to be more than just us talking. Um, and what we did was we we told everyone, post your questions there. We're going to take all the questions. We're going to get a um, a very experienced guest. In this case, it was uh, John Bach from Club Champion, who is a, a master club fitter. And we hit him with all the questions. And then that became something that even if people discover us now when they have questions, we can redirect them back to that podcast as a starting point and say, chances are it was answered there. Um, and, and it just becomes, like I said, this kind of uh, a piece of content that can live on with great information forever instead of just being here and gone. Yeah, it's also a massive community then that you've created that people can just reach out. And I guess you'll probably get other people chipping in and answering questions for other people. And, and it just becomes this place of 100% and a lot of our guests especially from more of that expert standpoint because we've always said we're not the experts we're not the teachers we're not when we bring those instructors or people onto the show we always ask them to join the group and to hop in and and answer questions and it's become a great spot for that people will post their a video of their swing and and one of our instructors we worked with um Kevin Sprecker is one who's a, he's a great instructor they'll come in and 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 give them some feedback so it's become a real great resource for golfers and one thing i wanted to add to that the, the facebook group is it's one of my favorite aspects of of it it's a forum it's a community it's the diehards it's the 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 the, the men and women who just love golf so much and the best part about it they're all over the world so when I wake up and log in or to check Facebook, it's a 2,500 member group. It's free to join. And I see pictures of, you know, sunny day down here in South Africa, all the way to Australia, California. It's so cool to have this community and to see what's going on all around the world as well. It's really cool. 
that's that's why we haven't hooked into it because mm-hmm. the weather's yeah, always right? bad. <laughs> always bad. <laughs> we, this, we put on Instagram in the morning, go, oh, yeah, right. Again. <laughs> you know, um, it's quite depressing if I'm honest, especially people in LA. You know, New York's okay because you're getting a bit of cold yes. weather now, but those people in LA, I mean, really, they need to trust us. We get jealous of them too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, but then you speak to them and they, and they say. Oh, we don't notice it's sunny all day, every day. All right, okay, we do. <laughs> well, we, you know, we 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 filmed ten so, rounds uh, of golf over six days in Scotland, and the weather we got was gorgeous in June. It was sunny. I mean, it did change a lot. It was windy, but I mean, we lucked out. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask you about Scotland, oh, uh, and you know that's a story I hear all the time. Oh, from all sorts of people. I was in Scotland for a week. The weather was was fantastic. It's funny. Whenever I go to Scotland, it rains. Um, maybe the country right, trying right. to tell me to go away. Stay away. <laughs> how, how, how did you go? You played golf in Scotland. So where about did you play? I'll you take it. So yeah, one that was a, a huge surprise to us. We had we had uh, and and Gavin was a big help as well as the the crew from Fife Golf were. were really big helps in, in helping us put the itinerary together because to be honest, you know, we had some ideas of where we wanted to play, but it was, it was our, both of our first trip to the UK and our, actually at that point it was our, our second, we had only gone just a few weeks prior for YouTube golf day. So we largely didn't really know what we were doing and to get the most out of it, it was good to have that inside information. Um, but we played, uh, the, the big one, obviously that we wanted to do was the old course we, we, that was not on the original itinerary. Um, but we had a friend of a friend who got us in the, the ballot system and uh, we were very surprised when we got a tea time, but that was an incredible experience. Uh, Kings Barnes was beautiful. Um, and we really enjoyed some of these other courses that we hadn't previously heard of. Um, but really felt like, you know, real gems like, uh, Ely and Crail, um, we love those yeah. those courses right there by the sea. Um, it was just a terrific experience. It was a learning experience. The golf is definitely different than what we experience here, <laughs> but I feel like we became better golfers for it for that experience. And and truth be told, even though we had some bright sunny sunny days, we did get our our fair mix of weather. You know, we it rained as we played the old course. Um, but I think what was most surprising to me is how quickly the weather changed. I, I mean, it's it's almost. We learned quickly to stop checking our weather apps because it it didn't seem to matter. The weather changes every six hours, no matter what the uh, the the forecast says. Yeah, it's um it's quite interesting because you know you can get four seasons in one hour <laughs> in Scotland, can. not one day. You know, and 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 you can go from extreme wet and wind and and, and turn around and ten minutes later the yes. sun's out. You think mm-hmm. what's going on here? So it's you know. That makes the that mixes the golf up quite a bit, but the um I think yeah it's it's good you liked it because I mean there there are just there's, there's hardly any bad courses I mean all the courses are, are so good there and I was surprised um, at the diversity but, of the courses you know we think from over here we we think Scotland we think links um, but we played courses like Ladybank which was more of the you know yeah you know, the tree lined yeah. kind of similar feel to what we have here. Mm. But we stayed right in St. Andrews. We actually stayed at the University of St. Andrews, which I didn't realize um, you can you can stay there when school's not in session. And yeah. um, I, yeah. every day we drove, you know, no more than 20 minutes. And we played, as Mike said, 10 rounds. We even got a round of Hickory Golf in, which was incredible, at uh, King Garrick, which 
um, was a really interesting experience. That was a course that they still maintain uh, using the old equipment. So you really feel like you're transported back 100 years ago when you play. But there was a, quite a bit of diversity right there in that St. Andrews area. Yeah, and it must be a massive contrast from from even, you know, on, on your coast there at the mm-hmm. New York. Um, lots of similarities in weather at times of the year, but in general, you know, it must be quite a contrast. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. There's a lot of, you know, differences in, in the, everything from the style of play to the just the cultural aspects of it. Um, it, it was quite enjoyable, and like I said, it was a real learning experience. How was the weather when you played at Formby for the YouTube Golf Day? Yeah, we lucked out there as well. I mean, nice, we had uh, we had some sunshine. Uh, we did have a very very dark and windy day when we played West Lanks uh, the day before, which is a course that completely ate us up. Completely, you know. I think we lost twelve <laughs> balls each. But uh, no, yeah. we think we had some decent weather on that side of the pond both times. We bring yeah, it we with bring us. It with. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Did you get much out of the U- the YouTube golf day? Did you? Was it? A, we haven't seen much of it here. I mean, uh, I know he, he did it, but we didn't see much after. Yeah, we, we we put out our our video from there. We also we we sat down with Rick while we were there and did a a, a podcast. Um, I just I found it to be really um, interesting and and really cool how all the different creators were able to get together and you just, you felt the camaraderie while we were there. It, it, it was just great to see, cause we all create in such different ways, our content. It was great to see everyone creating around the same event. So you got to see how many different lenses you could put on one day in one event. And it, I think it, it brought a lot more attention to what we all do. You know, we all collaborated in lots of little ways while we were there you know, so it was. I, I thought it was really terrific in that way. You know, the video that we did there is—is is our most viewed video. Like, no, but you know, it wasn't earth-shattering in wow. that type of way. But I think, on the whole, what it did for for everyone, I think, was really good. And we told Rick we'd be happy to participate. You know, again, if he, if we end up doing it again. Yeah, and he can make sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll bring that son. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the thing about kind of bring in lots of creators together because you, you can kind of all bounce off each other but then also know that you've got a nice kind of carved out area that that you're exactly. not stepping mm-hmm. on anybody else's toes yeah we never we never see it as competition um because we're all unique in what we create and you know we're fans of all their work i'm sure a lot of them are fans of our work as they've said and we've said to them it was just great to there was a lot of great to put a, a face to the name uh type of meetings with a people out there and you know peter finch and seb and we've met we've been fortunate enough to play and and work and meet those individuals down in orlando every january at the pga show but there were some that we have not met you know carly booth carla booth came and um andy carter and and some people that we've seen on social media but just never met them and that was a really cool thing yeah and obviously you passed on some of that um Golf advice, because Carly yeah, has won a yeah, tournament yeah, since then, Mike. I, I think that. Andy was on the bag, too. He, did, uh, he was, yeah. That's right. That's right. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, awkward. So just going back to this sort of golfing community that you've created, we saw um, over this last summer that you created like a virtual open kind of thing. 
could you just sort of explain the, the process behind that and how people could have got for involved? Sh- yeah, for sure. So that's, that's actually before. something this, – this year was our third year uh, doing the virtual open. Where it started was a couple of years ago. We, we had always wanted to find a way to get you know, everybody in the golf city community together to play. And it was becoming difficult because, as Mike said earlier, uh, people are listening and watching from all over the world. So – Yes, we could set do like a regional event where people come and, and play together. And we've done some meetups and things like that. But it, it, no matter what you do, it's going to leave somebody out. So we wanted to find a way that we could have everybody play. And this, again, is where that technology piece comes in. As, as technology emerges, it kind of gives us these tools that we can use. So um, at the time, it, you know, we – First heard about it, the 18 birdies. Uh, you may have heard of them. They've got a they've got an app, social media, and stuff yeah. like that. But they had built in the functionality to do a virtual open. So we we contacted them. We discussed it. We're like, can it you know can it handle quite a big group? And what can we do with it? So we ended up leveraging that. And what we did was we made uh, a month of time. We run it now every uh, July 15th through August 15th. And what you can do is you can go into the app. It's all free. We make sure everything's free. Um, and you can play around on wherever your golf course is. You could play your home course as long as it's, I think the stipulations are pretty simple. It's got to be 18 holes, uh, and it's got to be a course that's in the 18 birdies app, which is they've got like 40,000 courses. So you go in, you play your round. One thing I will say is unlike other tournaments where, where people are signing each other's scorecards, there isn't any of that. So you really have to be on your honor, but our goal was less to, see how the leaderboard shakes out, but more so to get people out there playing. And this year was our biggest ever. I think, um, Mike, how many, over, how many we had total entries? We about entries, and I think we had a total of about almost 800 um, completed rounds submitted. So that, you know, that tells us right there that, that 800 rounds of golf that were generated from that. Um, we had a bunch of really great sponsors kick in some door prizes. So we said – Instead of tying them to the leaderboard, we said whoever, if you play, if you if you log around, you're going to be eligible to win one of our our door prizes, and we, and we gave those away. So it was just a great way to get people playing, you know, talking about it, and just kind of having fun in this very low stress uh, tournament style uh, play. It was it was it was fun. And I guess, I guess it, it continues to build the um, the community as well. Yeah. Uh, Go for cities community for sure. Yeah. And, and and talking about that Facebook group, a lot of people were sharing their rounds there. They were talking about it. Uh, a lot of people were also. It, it did lead to a lot of people physically getting together, going beyond the digital space because a lot of people in the community were messaging each other and saying, I, "I'm going to be playing my." Virtual open round in, let's say, the Chicago area. Who who wants to join me? And then it became that where where people were playing physically together while we were all playing virtually together. All right. And did you get many outside the states? That, that For sure. Part? Yeah, we had. I, I I don't get a total country count, but we we saw rounds, of course, from Australia, the UK, uh, as Mike said, South mm-hmm. South Africa. Um, so quite a quite a few did come in from. From around the world. Oh, so it sounds very interesting. Sounds interesting. Isn't it, Tom? So on the golf front, the question we all want to know is wow. who's the better golfer? <laughs> you know, if, yeah. That, that's an answer it, that depends exactly on the right. day. 
it's it's a it's a funny thing that happens with mike and i we're we're right about at the same handicap right now maybe within like a half of a point with with the handicap but it's just something that when we get together it just it ends up shaking out that we always are within probably a stroke and and if you if you watch enough of our videos you you almost start to think we were making it up for for drama for it to come down to the 18th hole (laughs) but it, it really does we we every once in a while we'll play match play we'll play stroke play and it really, we're, we're, we're dead evenly matched. But um, the funny part about it is that our, our style of play and our swings so are so different. <laughs> but the score, you know, ends up coming out the same. But it, it works out well, too, when we do the instructional pieces because we tend to have very opposite flaws. So it shows both ends of the spectrum of where a golfer can be. And it kind of, I feel like, that's something that people tend to enjoy when they watch some of our, our content and watch when we work with instructors is they, they say there's somewhere, there's somewhere, you know, in there, you know, between the two of us, what they may be struggling with is something similar to what one of us is struggling with. It's always good to know that uh, people are putting out content that sits with the rest of us. I think that's yep. the main thing that you go, <laughs> oh, yep. yeah, I do yep. that too. <laughs> I think it's quite interesting actually because the um, – the thing I was going to ask you was that uh, earlier you kind of alluded to it because, you know, our customers, um, you know, we've got a, a very big customer base and they're all quite, they're, they're golf addicts, you know. But um, they're maybe, you know, 30 plus in age. We've got we've got guys that are in 25 group, but, you know, 30 plus. And I, I guess they've got families and everything else. And what they tend to be is they, they, they tee off at 7 a.m. on a Saturday or a Sunday because they've got to take the kids back in the afternoon they've got to go to the swimming or some other sport for the children how do you guys cope with that because you know these guys cope with it because they, they tee off at 7 a.m but you're now taking up more time with golf well how's the way the, 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 the answer there is we don't get to play on the weekends <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> you know fortunately we've, we've been over the past couple of years we've been doing a lot i think when we started of course i mean we did a lot of filming on the weekends uh, neither of us i don't think we had children yet uh, but now we, we get all of our content in on the weekdays because Frank, I mean, I don't know about you, but weekends, yeah, no good. It is tough. Like I said, we both have young kids, but the other side of it too is we're trying to, and not, not in a way of like pushing them, just kind of like seeing if there's that interest and kind of, uh, if there is just enabling it, but uh, both of our, our daughters are starting to get into the game. So that becomes a way that we can do that, but there's no, there's no way to sugarcoat the fact that our, our both of our wives are saints for putting up with it. Like we said, you know, working as much as we do, working the nights, the long days, the travel, um, they've been great about it. And every year, another thing that we like about golf is often there are other things peripherally that surround it that if you're even if you're not a golfer, you can enjoy. A big part of that being like the travel, the food, and things like that. So every fall we kind of try to put together a trip for to get our whole families together. We bring we bring the wives, we bring the kids, and we'll usually go something with like a golf resort where we can still make some content, but also have that off time where that they can sure, enjoy yeah. things like you know the food, the pool, the spa, whatever it may be, just to kind of thank them for what they yeah. put up with the other uh, you know fifty one weeks a year. Yeah. I know the feeling. We we used to have a golf event that we called um, Bunker Fest, which was a festival of golf, and we used to do that where we had a spa attached to it, so that 
wives or girlfriends can come along with the children and, and it made it all a lot easier. And, and then the evening when we had a big party, it was much more social, you know, because it was mixed. It's, it's, it's just, I think actually it's the way golf is going, you know. I mean, it's interesting, your daughters, I guess that would be the next thing is when they start to want to play golf, you know, that's another excuse to get out in a golf course. For sure. Course, it's so a great you know. way to spend some quality time with them. You're, you know, you're outdoors, the cell phones are away and it's just, it's a good, it's good in that way. But like, yeah, I think that golf has ways to include people even who don't necessarily play the game. You know, there, there's so much that goes into it, you know, just like I said, from that, that travel and experiencing different areas, different cultures, that's another part of it that we really enjoy. So my my uh, big question is, um, <laughs> where did the name come from? Go, go, go ahead, Frank. Yeah, well, yeah. it took me 20 minutes to learn how to speak, to be honest. I think, <laughs> not a lot of problems to say it this whole time. I think the way where, where a lot of names come from now, especially in this digital age, is when we all realize that every single possible iteration of the word golf has been taken from a domain standpoint – um, so what we did is when we were first starting what was going to be just the, the blog, which was just the website, we started toying around with different names and we came up with Golficity, one, because it was available, but two, we we realized how complex the game can be. And if, if, if the complexity we felt like was part of the thing that kept people away from it because it was intimidating. So our, our simple idea was it was like simplicity. So it was golficity, like simplicity. And we, we said from the start, like, let's keep the message and everything simple so that people are enjoying the game rather than being, I guess, put off by it or intimidated by it. Right. Well, I'm, I'm only intimidated yeah, by the name. I couldn't we, see it. We get a lot of golf city. I mean, that's uh, all the most frequent. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool name, actually, and once you get used to it, it's very individual, and, and it is really cool. So, And it's modern and digital, and, and that's, it's a great we name. We appreciate actually. it. I really Thank like you. it. Really like it. No, you're welcome. We, we have um, questions around our name, which is Bunker Mentality. You know, and I bet you've said there, um, it right. says golf, mm-hmm. but with a different mm-hmm. mentality. There you go. You're right. You know? I so like that. Names are, names are tricky are. To, to, to come up with. That, that, that was the sure. So, uh, so just to round up, guys, we've got a, a couple of quick, well, I say quick fire questions, just to uh, see what your first reactions to things like. What is your first, first golf, golf memory? memory? Mike, you want to take it? Oh, wow. Um, I could say my father taking me and my brothers out, just introducing us to the game and just being completely terrible at it and just just not wanting to ever do it again. <laughs> Until... Uh, yeah, and then I was about to add to that, and then, and then I think it was that oh, one time I did go back, and I was like, hey, I can get into this. Mm-hmm. I can get into this. <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, I go, I Let's played go the game for a long time. Uh, my father first got me into the game when I was little, um, so it was great having him take me out of there. But, but one thing that stands out in my mind um, was uh, definitely the 1997 mm. Masters. Um, you know, I was starting to really in, get into the game at that point. And then just, I remember watching that. I, I remember actually there was a point when we were, we were walking through, um, a, a golf shop and it was on and it, it was just a moment that stopped my father and me in, in our tracks, just watching what Tiger was doing. 
And I thought it was just interesting. And as I, I kind of think more about it now, later in life, I realize how even significant that is when it's crossing generations. Because you've got a guy like my father who was watching people like Jack Nicholas and them play, and now he's seeing Tiger as the next generation, and I'm seeing them as as kind of my jump off generation. So that was a, a real standout moment for me. Just on the back of that, then who would your favorite? I would say Tiger for me. I was present. getting into the game right when he was, you know, getting hot and becoming who he is, and you know that was the guy that I latched onto. And I'm sure Frank, that's the same for you, right? Yeah, I mean, Tiger for me, like it was a big part of when I got into it, just seeing the things he was doing, and even today to to watch some of the things he he can do that is just incredible. But but I think right now I'm just completely obsessed with the strength of field that we see across the board now i think that's what's it, it's great to see tiger back and that's great to be part of the game but i think a big part of, of the growth of the game is is to see how much strength of talent we have now and there are just so many guys who can win any week it just keeps it very entertaining to watch yeah i would agree with that actually i mean it was wonderful when tiger was at his best and winning but it was getting a bit, well, what's the point? Because you know who's going yeah. to win, you know. And uh, I think at the moment, it is a rich field now because anybody can win at any time. And that's terrific. It makes Couldn't it much more interesting. Uh, next one then, favourite golf course you've played? Yeah. No, I'm not saying well, that you have to play a Scottish one. I, I would, I would quick, quickly say <laughs> on that, I would uh, <laughs> I'd put the old course as my greatest golf experience and as far as an like aesthetic uh, standpoint, I guess the, one of the prettiest golf courses I've stepped foot on was Kings Barnes. And for me, it, I would say it's going to be the ocean course at Kiwa. Um, it's a place that I've wanted to play since I started playing golf. And I got the opportunity uh, to play this year. We were traveling there for my wife's cousin's wedding. And I said, listen, if, if we're going to, to Kiwa, I'm playing golf. And, and, uh, it was, it was an incredible experience. It's, I think it's Pete Dye at his best. And it was just, I love, uh, you know, ocean courses, the wind, the challenge, and just the, uh, the culture and the vibe. It was just a very laid back, you know, experience. And it was, it was truly memorable. Hmm. I've got one. Which, which event do you prefer? The Masters well, that's a good question. or the Waste uh, Management? For me, for me, always the Masters. It's just something about the week uh, yeah. you know, that gets me excited. It's glued to the television. I love the Waste Management. Don't get me wrong. I think it's, a, it's an awesome thing for golf. It's a cool party. It is a little bit of a disaster, though, from what I see out there. We've never been uh, as far as those you know, waking up at 3 a.m. to get online for things. Uh, but don't get me wrong. That event does look like a ton of fun. I'd love to get out there one day. But for me, it'd be the Masters. Yeah, I got. I gotta go, Masters. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. It's something we, we were discussing. Um, I think in January, or whatever, and um, we'd quite like to go to the waste management. I think the Masters, even because we've never been, you kind of I think know what you're going to get to some degree, right? Whereas the waste management seems like a rock concert, maybe. Yeah, so that we just thought that would be a, maybe a bit more interesting. You could certainly go to the waste management. More than once, oh, oh for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah, party every like the, year. I feel like the, the Masters is a black tie tuxedo yeah. affair, and the waste management is like a fraternity party. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. I think that's that's a perfect game summary there. But I, I think the, um, are you? What's your plans for next year? Um, then it's are in the cards. We're thinking UK of an, uh, a new location to come out and, and travel to. Hopefully, uh, over there on that side of the pond. Don't know where yet. Uh, on this side, uh, preliminary talks of Pinehurst, uh, Whistling Straits, perhaps, and uh, um, what else, Frank? We got lined up. Maybe, maybe Las Vegas out in the fall. In California, yep, and in California as well. Uh, so a lot of domestic stuff, and it's, we're also kind of waiting to see. Um, like I talked about, YouTube Golf Day. If, if Rick decides to do something, and we can fit into the schedule, that might bring us back over there. Um, we had also talked about possibly getting back to Scotland and exploring some of the uh, the courses on the uh, West Coast. Um, but we're we're gonna have to see on those. But like I said, we, right now we're lining up a lot of stuff around the. How states about you guys? Do you like guys come over this side, well. or are you are you here for Orlando PGA Show Week? We 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 don't. Um, we've been to uh, the show twice. Uh, yeah, three times. But it's um it's it's a it's a giant of a show, and any time we've done it, you know, we've never really got as as much traction yeah. as we had hoped, um, because it's so enormous. I think also that we are becoming much more of a digital brand now, um, therefore internet based, therefore wholesaling is not as it's not the first priority because we'd like we'd like to contact customers direct, and um, it seems that there's there's more than us that are, that are looking in that direction. Um, so it, it's not something that we would plan to do, but we may do yeah. if there was other good reason, you know. But to show at it, no, yeah. we've tried that, and it's a lot of money to burn. Yeah, you, you can say that again. That's expensive for those have those booths, but for us, it's always been like the the predominant driving factor is just great. It's a, it's a spot where uh, everybody's kind of in one place for a week because we're also spread out all the other times. Yeah. So it's it's for us, it's a uh, yeah. talk about not sleeping. You know, we we go night and day of just content creation collaborations we literally will play golf in the day and night so <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah and i bet you go howling at the moon as well when we can, when we can. The, yeah, the whole golf, golf world is in that bar at one time it seems so but it's it's a good show. I mean, it's it's a great show. But um, it's really um, from a from a business point of view, there's there's no real good reason to do it at the moment. To so, say we have tried it, but uh, we've got other plans that are along the digital um, d- direction, which is a lot easier um, to connect direct to people. So yeah, um, we may be there, but unlikely. Well, if you're there, definitely let us know. We'd love to say hi. Oh yeah, we'll definitely um, hook up and have a beer. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But um. Look, it's been terrific. Uh, this is exactly w- what we were looking for um, so that we can promote this uh, to, to our audiences over here. I think your, your work in, uh, is great. There's a lot of entertainment. And that's the key thing I think people are looking for now. More than tuition, it's, it's entertainment. Somebody wants to see people enjoying playing golf, and, and that, that's really quite important. And that's clearly what you're doing. So from our perspective, um, it's been fantastic. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you, and um, hopefully we can we can get some of our audience over here to go looking at you well, guys. We, and like I said, we very you. much appreciate that, and couldn't have said it better ourselves. We always say, look, if you if you can't have fun playing golf, there's something wrong, you know. And and we that's just it. We're yeah. out there to have fun, no matter what the score is, no matter what it, you're outside, you're having a good time, and we're all about sharing that. So we appreciate it as well getting a chance to talk to you and, 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 you know, share our, our 
message and what we do with your audience is very much appreciated. Yeah, and keep us in the loop. Anything you want Wonderful. us to, to promote, just let us very know. Very much we'll appreciated. Great. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. Great to talk Great to you guys. To you as well. Let's definitely stay in touch. Yeah, thanks. Thank, you, Thank you. Thank you. Right, we're still, we're still connected, but um, 